Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Ladies and gents, or <laughs> that and, kind of, or and or what, or anybody whoever you on. are, anybody that's with us, <laughs> welcome to another episode of RotaFest Detail Memoirs, where we explore the movers, the shakers, the suppliers, the vendors, and you, the detailer, and helping you grow your business. And I'm Jody. And I'm Rod. And I want to remind everybody of the promotion we're doing for the next year with Buff and Shine. You've all heard of Buff and Shine. Um, we're giving away pads, and I'm not just talking about this single box. You know how much that's worth. We are giving away an entire giant box of random pads, uh, along with some other little surprises in there, and a, a month free of RotaFest software. It's the simplest thing in the world. You just post on your social media, hashtag Buff and Shine Manufacturing MFG, hashtag Reflection Artist, and hashtag RotaFS. Make sure that we see it and just say something positive or nice about Buff and China and or Rota FS and you're in the drawing to win pads. So yeah, so it is part of our 2020 <laughs> relief package yep. and in tandem with the Buff and Shine crew. So we want, want to give them a shout out and thank you for joining us and helping you guys uh, run your business and make it better for you. So we're super excited. Um, I reached out to uh, Joel LaPalm at IGL Coatings I'm like, man, who should I talk to? He's like, oh, man, you got to talk to Marcus. We haven't had, I really need you to have him. He's a great guy. He's been with on my team. He's having an incredible impact. And so I reached out to Marcus. And even though he's on the road, massive road warrior, putting down the, the miles every day, he agreed to meet with us. So good morning, Marcus. How are you today? Better than I deserve, my friends. For sure. <laughs> well, it's not because you're meeting with us. It's just there must be other blessings going around. <laughs> well, I, 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 I do enjoy just meeting with folks and talking with folks, you know, and, and getting a pulse for the industry. And I guess that's what we do best out here, you know, doing what I do. Yeah. So I, it's always, I always like to get other vendors out there or other suppliers of the industry. And, um, and so this is, this is fun for us because, you know, like us supplying products and, and things for the, the detailing industry, that's what you guys really do. Um, and we really got to know the IGL family probably in the last year and a half, year and two half, years. Yeah. We spent two some years. time with Joel, um, with, uh, we've talked with some other cars, cars, mythology <laughs> with Nathan Warren, with, yeah, it's just a bunch of people in the IGL family and you guys, you guys are like a family. You're a tight knit family. So, so what has your experience been while you've been there? Oh, um, uh, exactly that. Um, uh, 
uh, from the first conversation I ever had with Joe LaPalme, it wasn't a, um, uh, hey, I'm looking for a coding or I'm looking for a job type of conversation. It was, a, hey, I'm struggling in this industry with a certain thing, an item, and he was just a business call. And he took time out of his day. I, I'd never used his product and just spent the time to explain everything to me and then even followed up and never once, you know, it wasn't a recruiting thing on his behalf. It was just an honest conversation. And we try to do that with anybody. So we, doesn't matter what brand somebody's got, you know, we just, Joel and those guys are more ambassadors, I guess. Um, well, I guess I kind of am, but uh, those guys really spend the time to, to help folks out, you know, no matter what brand they're using. So did you own your own detail shop prior to joining IGL? I did. Um, uh, when I, I, I've always had a detail shop or worked in the detail industry ever since I was able to uh, uh, wield a, uh, uh, a towel and a washcloth because that's what we started with. Um, and that was back in the late 70s. And then when I retired from the Marine Corps and the road uh, as, a, as a driver, I actually bought a shop, spent, I don't know, a decade or so in the shop, grinding it out. So never dreamed that it would be actually become a, you know, it was just a, to, uh, an, an auxiliary business, if you will. You know, everything else was done in my life. And I, I went to go do something that I enjoyed all the time. And lo and behold, it turned into another career. <laughs> well at least you're enjoying what you're doing i mean you know going from a wash bucket and a towel you know serving in the military thank you for your service by the way and then no and then you know moving into you know 10 years of detailing as you were building your detailing business and then you moved into the supplier side what are some key mm -hmm. things that you've learned on both sides of the equation that would be beneficial for a detail business owner? Well, you know, when it started as a hobby and just, just uh, fishing money or, uh, you know, just extra ch change, I didn't give it much thought. And then I woke up one day because I noticed my phone was ringing and uh, I, pager going off and, you know, voicemails and stuff. And I thought, wow, maybe I need to make this a business. And it was funny because I'd never done anything other than go out and just hack around on cars and, and do the best I could because I was passionate about it and all that. But I changed my dynamic and went back into business mode. And I would get up in the morning and do like I did when I was in the Marine Corps or having my other business and look in the mirror and say, all right, do I want to do business with this guy today? Am I prepared to go out there and do business? And whether it was something that I was just enjoying for the day, uh, a simple wash or whatever it was, I tried to go out with a logo t-shirt or a logo polo shirt, iron, you know, I always wear shorts and, and, and my shorts are ironed. And, and so I made sure my shorts were ironed again and got a, an appointment book and just treated it like a business. I didn't treat it like, oh, and I hate to say it this way, but some of the detail shops that I that I stop into, you know, they're world renowned, whatever on Facebook, and the guy comes out and and I'm not talking about a specific look, but I'm talking about a specific action. He comes out ready to negotiate right away. He comes out, 
not treating it as a business, if you will, because I tell people all the time, if you walk into an auto parts store and ask for an oil filter, you don't automatically ask the guy to chop the price in half and, and whatever. So I built a price structure. I, you know, I built structure in behind it and just treated it like a business. And lo and behold, people started treating my hobby as a business and it took off and grew crazy. Yep. So there's one thing that I that I'm 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 gonna make an assumption here, uh, just based on what you've said. But it's not that anybody has to have served in the military to understand the 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 regimented and or the structure. But explain how that structure that you're mentioning has helped you run not only your own personal business, but as far as being with IGL. Because I think people miss that, and I, that is a very, very key point. Is a lot of people run a business like a hobby, and if you do that, it's always going to be a hobby. Right. That's right. Uh, how how you view it and how you approach it is exactly how the motoring public or your clients are going to treat you. And uh, it was funny because when I the same clients that I had that treated me as a good old boy and I was going to take care of their car wash just instantly adapted to the fact that, okay, now I got to get on a schedule. Uh, he's got a price list that I have to go by. There's a menu. I had all that, but, but having that structure from getting out of the bed and making my bed, understanding what my goals were for the day, um, making small goals, reaching those and, and then, you know, invariably making a little bit larger goals and, and stepping not getting discouraged. If nobody came along, my goal was to wash a car every day when I started. Well, if I didn't have a client, I had my own car and people going by would see, Oh, well, they're busy all the time. That's a real business. They're always doing something. Right. And it, it worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's actually a strategy that um, and I've been in and around the auto industry since the 80s um, and, mm -hmm. and people think it's they're like, oh, that's not right. It, it for you to wash your own car, the ancillary benefits of somebody seeing you, they're the same as if somebody has a mechanic shop, you have your buddy park his car in front of your shop because people 100%. see that and that's all they need to do is see that, oh, they got cars there. They're busy. So. I think that that's a, like I said, a very key thing is that people don't treat their business like a business. You see, I see on social media and I see on, you know, out there where people are just, uh, and I'm, I'm not talking about a specific person. Like you said, I'm talking about a, sure. a, a mentality, but they basically they're, they are, um, portraying themselves as this, this, whatever you want to call it, badass or punk or what. And it's like your customers are seeing that your potential customers are seeing that and you have to portray what you want to come back to you. If you want that kind of, like you said, the person walks in, the first thing they say is, well, how much discount do I get? You know, have right. price, don't be afraid to charge what your services are worth. And then, you know, there's nothing wrong with having discounts. I mean, you can have a military discount, you can have a nonprofit discount, you can have all kinds of discounts for certain reasons, a return customer discount, but don't just- Drop your pants. Yeah, drop first. your pants at the first thing. And that's, you know, that's right. no reason for that. And, and, you know, people use the same thing that they're like, do you ever walk into the, you know, Home Depot and ask them to drop 20% off for no reason? No, of course you don't. You walk in, you buy what you need, and you move on. So, Absolutely. The thing that I like about what you said is it it really is about having a consistent mindset of even if I'm slow, I'm working on my business. 
right? You're, you're like, I'm going to wash the car every day. Even if it's my own, I'm going to be productive. And a lot of times it's easy if you have downtime and I'm constantly evaluating myself. I'm asking, am I what and what I am doing right now? Is it moving the needle in the direction that I want it to go for our business? And so having that self-assessment time and truly evaluating what you're doing to be productive instead of going, man, I don't have any business today. Well, you know, what can you do to get busy and active in bringing that business for yourself? Well, you know, uh, we, we did the same things. We, we wanted to do motorcycles, which is psychotic. I know Nathan Warren loves to do them, and there's a few guys that like to. Uh, I'd rather take a beating now. But at the time, when I thought I wanted to do those, I did just what you said, uh, except that at first I, I went out and tried to solicit the work, which was crazy. So I went back to what I knew how to do, and I got a buddy to bring his bike. And we did his bike and he, and I told him, you know, you, you work two blocks down, bring your bike now, now and park it in front of my shop all the time. We did the same thing with boats when we wanted to get into boats and people would stop. Hey, oh, I, I noticed you do boats. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're the best in the county having done one and, <laughs> and, and it worked, you know. Yeah. And there are, there are definitely people that are niche. Um, by the way, I spot free Mike Curlin. Thanks for dropping a comment there. Um, there's people that do that. I mean, I know Harry Sandwith and Scott Masha and even Chris Woolman has done some fantastic bikes. Um, <clears throat> people that are really into detail into little tiny things do bikes. And that's, that's great. I, I've owned bikes my whole life. I've been, had motorcycles and, and there's definitely a difference between doing a motorcycle and doing a car. So you gotta know what you're Oh, doing. Oh my Lord. <laughs> so i look at a motorcycle and i'm like i just oh, see man. hours and hours tiny and little tools and getting it it's, little, it's too precise yeah. for me man i'm little like, nooks and crannies <laughs> so uh um, yeah my yeah, sorry oh, go no go ahead sorry i was gonna say you know uh coming from a mechanic background my thing was not to buy the smaller tools i used my bigger tools i just took the bikes apart which can get very expensive when that little widget goes sideways and you're hunting the garage for it. And, you know, and Harley Davidson wants $300 to replace that thing. Yeah. I, I learned my lesson on motorcycles. I, I, I reserve those for the guys that have that as their niche business. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you, you, you taking a toothbrush and cleaning the fins out on a Harley motor for six hours straight. Not really six. We're all, seems like no, six we're, hours. We're all shaking our head. <laughs> You know what? The, the thing that's cool about that is there are people that actually love that, right? Everybody oh, yeah. has yes. their niche. They have their talent. They have their craft. And it's just different. And if you can build your business around your personal interests and love and craft, man, go pursue that and make that one of your marketing. Make it part of your brand. Yep. You know, right. I, you know, I, I think Nathan Warren does a really good job. And the boat whisperer, I forget the guy out of Denver. I mean, all he does is highlight boats. You know he's the boat guy. Parker right? Richards. Parker Richards, right. yes. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. so let's let's talk about um IGL because you guys have a ton of different products, right? If you just say IGL, people think of one single bottle, but that's not IGL. You guys have a lot of stuff that you do. We we do. We 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 cover the, the entire sp- spectrum of, of the detail world. Somebody can come to myself or one of the sales reps and talk to them uh, or any of our mentors that we have, and, and they can use a safe product 
that is going to they they know well and sure that they're going to have great support with that. So yeah, we offer the entire spectrum from tire shines to uh, interior cleaners and and uh, a great a great all purpose cleaner. Uh, Anything you can imagine, the ultimate water spot remover on the planet, I, as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's many, many companies have great products. And, and I go into shops of, of our clients and I see various stuff on the shelf and they immediately start apologizing to me. And I'm like, listen, uh, I was a detailer for many years. I understand what works for you. Uh, and we have no animus towards anybody. We don't want to replace everything on your shelf. We just want to be on the shelf along with everything else uh, that's you know our approach uh, and that way uh, that way the guy's getting the support he needs you know yeah i i saw i saw a um a online forum which are great and bad all at the same time but one the the question somebody asked somebody said you know what products do you guys use and somebody else just sat back and was like, oh, this ought to be good. <laughs> the best yeah, answer of the whole absolutely. the best answer of the whole like 135 comments was all of them. You right. you use a product till you find what works. And you know, there's uh, a black Audi versus a black Chevrolet pickup. The paint are complete, oh. they're completely different. They're they've got different Absolutely. properties. And so you're gonna use a different product on each one. And and I think that's the key is finding the right combination of uh, pads and polish and products that work for you in a given situation. What works for, you know, the guys up in Alaska does not work the same as the people in Florida. They have a different environment. Exactly. They have different situations. Somebody that, that salts the road versus sands the road. I mean, it's just, there's all kinds of different environments. And that's one of the reasons that we've really enjoyed this whole series, the detailed memoir series that we're doing is because we get to pass that knowledge off to other people that may not, Think outside of that, their environment. If you're, if you know, you're in Maine and you're dealing with snow and salted roads and all that, you might not think about the heat aspects of somebody that's in Arizona. And so we just try to give right. a broad spectrum. And that's actually one of the things I really liked about when I got to know Joel and talked to uh, um, the, the IGL family at one of the events is that you guys have a diverse background, a diverse experience to deal with all of those environments. One, one exactly. Of the, to your point is... <clears throat> I really, it really hit home to me when we went to uh, JL showroom and we're talking to Justin Lobato and he, he actually notes the pad and polishing combinations based on the paint of a car or the type of car. And so, yeah. you know, it really does come down to what is the right product, not only for the car, but the situation and for you at, as a detailing business owner. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, there, there's a whole lot to that. We have so many uh, Michelangelos out there uh, in, in our in our detail community, and I go in all the time, and and I I'm just amazed at what all they've got on the shelf and, and that, and and I go back to uh, my hobby shop days when I was in the Marine Corps, you know, and you had 3M, that's it, that's all you used, uh, and, and today you find that a lot in body shops now. Uh, when it comes to their compounds and, and pads and that. And it brought me back to my Marine Corps line of thinking that it's great to learn everything that you can and experiment with different things, but you got to have that core base. So I went back to keeping it simple. Uh, you know, I need to clean it, protect it, 
and shine it or clean it, shine it and protect it. So, Hey, what do I need to do that? And can our IGL products do that successfully for everybody out there? Can I teach it from the, from the little private to the general, can I teach them how to use this product in an hour? And if the answer is yes, then that's the product we want. And that's the mentality that the company has as far as uh, when we release it. Yeah. So in just in generally speaking, how many would you say, how many different, uh, and I'm, and I'm categorizing these by coatings and then like tire shine and how many line products do you guys have? I think if memory serves, we've got almost about 20 some SKUs for, uh, for cleaning, protecting, and, you know, pads and, and, and microfibers and that. Um, and then, of course, with all our stuff, I think we go over 40 SKUs. But that's T-shirts and hats and beans yeah. and yeah. everything can include. Yeah, I think that's something people don't realize about it because, you know, when you think of IGL, you think of coatings. Mm-hmm. I think of Joel's big booming voice, but you know that's just me. <laughs> His big booming what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of a lot of long days with Joel on the road. He's got more than his voice that booms loud, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's funny because when I think of IGL, I think of Jen and I think of Joel. Those are the two that I always think about. So, right. Right. Yeah. We spent a lot of time on the road together last year. Hopefully, hopefully the world cleans its act up or we get this virus thing situated, whatever way they're going to decide to go with it. And we can start traveling as a, as a group now. Yeah. Yeah. I miss it. I, I th- that's, I think everybody's looking forward to that. We're, you know, Jody and I are not socially distanced. And at this point we probably don't really give a rip because we've been <laughs> together. So much in this office. <laughs> We're, we're the only ones that come into the office. So, yeah. I mean, we, so if we're going to quarantine, we're probably going to quarantine together. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I try to be careful, but I, I sit and I look at, 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 you know, well, we've we've done 8,535 miles since I turned the key on on this truck uh, a month ago, roughly. Holy crap. And, uh, Holy yeah. <laughs> so from New York, from New York to uh, Lake Havasu to Vegas to uh, the mountains of Colorado and, and, and now here and, and many stops in between. And, you know, we go in and try to not offend. Absolutely. So we try to comply, you know, a nice little IGL face mask there. And and invariably within 10 minutes, everybody's like, oh, crap. You know, just take them off and throw them in the trash. <laughs> if you survive, if you can survive SEMA, you can survive this. I hope, you know? Yeah, that's, I, yeah, I, I was I'm telling sure. somebody that I was, I've never been to SEMA where I've been sick within the first 24 hours, you know, or MTE oh, or any of them. So It's a walking Petri dish. <laughs> yes, it is. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, so how do people connect with you, man? You're on the road, you're out there to connect, you know, training, connecting. Well, well, they, they can email me at mparsley at igocodingsusa.com. One of my favorites though is, is through uh, Facebook messenger because a big blue light comes up on my phone where it sits glued to the dash and, and I'm sure to contact people or, or return within a reasonable amount of time. I've got my two-year-old with me on this trip. So 
he kind of dictates my 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 response time. <laughs> <laughs> I have my two year old with yeah, me too. I, same way. Joey's the same way. He just doesn't have right? to change me as often. He just tells me to go change myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, right, right. I'm like you're big yeah. enough to go. <laughs> I'm not helping you. Well, I tell you. With COVID, now you can't just stop anywhere. And I, you know, uh, you have to really plan your route, uh, especially when you get to be, you know, where you've got, you know, I dye my beard blonde here. And, and, and it, it's, it's very important to calculate exactly where you need to stop and when, because not just every restroom is available now. Yeah, well, good thing there's always a side of the road yeah. <laughs> with a little well, one. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, I got yes. A couple of weeks ago, Rod, Rod has a, a cabin up in Cascade, and I was actually up in McCall the same weekend, and I was driving, and they, they're, do, they had, they're doing some major construction on this really windy road, and they had just set up the, the traffic lights to monitor the traffic, and I was mm -hmm. stuck. I was stuck literally for three hours going six miles. And oh, it was no. amazing the number of people that were getting out of their cars with their little kids. One lady yeah. had pulled over to breastfeed. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a yeah. good situation right now. They're actually blasting the road to make it bigger because it's we call it death mile, but it's yeah, they're there it's it's nasty. So yeah. Yeah, and I see I do the two-lane roads. I try to stay off the interstates as much as possible. And uh, that way I get to enjoy more of the country. And this morning was, uh, let's just say I had a breakfast burrito that was talking to me for about 60 miles, really bad. Yeah. Oh, that's funny, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your drive and time with your son to visit with us this yeah. morning. It's been a great discussion. No words. Anytime. I enjoy it. Yep. So anyway, all of you guys that are tuning in, thank you guys for joining us. I'm mean, got Mike Carlin, Miss Spot Free Detail, give us a shout out. Patrick. Mike Patello, even Patrick Darden's in right now. So we want to give you guys a shout out. Thank you for joining us. Please connect with Marcus and the IGL team. They're a phenomenal family. They they do everything they can to train and serve and help you. And they've been a great support to us. So thank you for joining us on RotoFest Detail Memoirs. And thank you guys for joining us every week. And we will check you out same time, same bat channel, just next week right here. See ya. Thanks, guys.